and People's Church. I want to just give you an update on what's transpiring for us to open up our campuses for services. And I just want to keep you in the loop on what we're thinking and processing. In Indianapolis, the mayor of Marion County has now extended the stay at home. And we are now looking to have service only in Indianapolis on opening up our Indianapolis building on June the 7th, Sunday, June the 7th. And of course, stay updated with our Instagram and our Twitter and our Facebook, and we'll be keeping you updated. But in Indianapolis, June the 7th, in the Oklahoma City metro area, we are planning as of right now, May 31st will be our first services in our buildings at the same service times as usual at Midwest City, Northwest, and the Oklahoma City campus. We are still watching the data closely as, as movie theaters and the malls and other churches are opening up and just watching how things are trending. Listen, we care about your safety. We want you to be safe. I care about you and your family. And we are also making all the preparations necessary for you to have a touchless experience as you come in and worship in a clean facility on May the 31st. And we're having a prayer and worship service only at the Oklahoma City campus this Wednesday night. And you have to go to peoples.church, peoples.church, and then you have to RSVP. There'll be a limited number of people that we're going to allow in the Wednesday night prayer and worship service. But if you have a desire to come back and to pray and to worship in the building, we're giving you an opportunity this coming Wednesday night, May the 20th. Go to the website and RSVP. And we'll also have another prayer and worship service on May 27th, this Wednesday and the following Wednesday. We're going to pray and seek God and get prepared for May 31st and all that the Lord wants to do during this season. And also on May 31st, I believe I'm going to be preaching one of the most relevant series that I've preached in a long time because of what we're going through as a nation and as a world in this, during this whole pandemic season. People have asked me questions like, is this the end of the world? Is Jesus coming back really, really soon? Maybe in 2020. Look at all that's happening, Pastor, around the world. What's going on? Is this the end? And so I'm going to begin a series of messages on May 31st. And my title is this, Last Days. I want to talk to you about that. Last Days, Beginning of the End. And I want to talk to you about, are these the signs of the end of the age? Is Jesus coming back in 2020? Is this pandemic a sign that, are we in the tribulation? Is this the pre-trib? Is it mid-trib? Is it post-trib? All of those questions people are asking, we're going to answer those questions. Last days beginning May 31st. What a great series to invite your unchurched friends to. And I believe God's going to do a great, great work in your heart and the lives of people that you know. 
where we're in this series called Good News. There's good news in the middle of the bad news. There, there, with God, there's always the rest of the story. So we're just kind of looking at how there's good news in the middle of the bad news this Sunday, and then we're going to wrap it up next Sunday. And I, I've titled today's message, 5020 Vision. You know, this year is, is 2020, and, and there's a lot of talk about 2020 vision as the beginning of the year started. Everybody was kind of talking about 2020 vision. Preachers and pastors were preaching 2020 vision, and I, I think it's incredible to have 2020 vision. Matter of fact, I'm curious, just in the chat line, let me know if you have 2020 vision. If that's you, just write 2020. If you have 2020 vision, just come on, fill up the chat line, 2020. Don't be lying now if you don't have 2020 vision. Yeah, let me tell you, if you have 20-20 vision, I hate you. <laughs> I don't like you at all. I do not have 20-20 vision. Yeah, matter of fact, I'm wearing contacts right now. I cannot see at all without my contacts. And, and then when I take my contacts off, I got to have glasses. So uh, these are my glasses that I wear, and, and I, I wear these at home in the evening. And sometimes I wear them out, but I, I cannot see without my contacts and without my glasses. And something happened at the beginning of this quarantine. I was putting on my glasses, and I've had these for a little while now, and, and this side of my glasses broke off. And so I was wearing my glasses with only one side working uh, on my ear. And so my glasses were falling off all the time. And so I went to the eye doctor and, and they made me pull in because of the quarantine and social distancing. And I had to park and sit in my car and they came out and grabbed my glasses and they ended up gluing them back, and as you can see, it's glued back, but it's still crooked. You know what I mean? And so I got my glasses back. When the lady handed me my glasses, I took them, and you know, you know your pastors are German folk. We're going to have clean buildings. It's going to be clean. It's going to be sanitized everywhere. And I had sanitizer with me, and I actually sanitized my glasses when I got them back, and, and they turned colors on me. <laughs> Don't sanitize your glasses that's not a good idea. But I sanitize my glasses. I start wearing my glasses around the house, and this ear won't stay on right. And so my kids make fun of me. I can't see good. My glasses are falling down. I'm telling you, I've got issues because I do not have 20-20 vision. And what I want to talk to you about today is 50-20 vision. And you say, Pastor, what are you talking about? 50-20 vision. What I want you to know is that your vision is so important. How you view things will determine how you do things. Oh, let me say that again. How you view things will determine how you do things. And to get all the good out of the bad seasons that we're even experiencing now in our world, you have to have 50-20 vision. To thrive and not just survive during difficult seasons, you have to have 50-20 vision. And you're thinking, Pastor, what do you mean? Let me show you. Genesis chapter number 50 and verse number 20. It says this, Joseph said to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. 
Let me tell you the story of Joseph if you're not familiar with this story, just give you a quick overview. Joseph, as a young man, has a dream, and his brothers hated him because of his dream. They, they, they plotted to kill him. They decided instead of killing him at the last minute, they would sell him into slavery, and, and Joseph was sold and ended up in a foreign land in Egypt. And Joseph began to work for one of the leaders in Egypt named Potiphar. As he was there living in Potiphar's house as a slave, he was falsely accused of a crime and thrown into prison for a crime he never committed. In the prison, he made some friends and he told one of the friends, hey, when you get released, I, I, you're getting ready to get released. And, and when you get released, remember me. Let them know I didn't do anything wrong. And his friend forgot about him. Joseph went through pain. Joseph went through his own pandemic. Joseph went through his own trials and tribulation. But what I want you to understand is Joseph came out on the other side of the trial. He came on the other side of the pandemic. He came on the other side of the tribulation, thriving and not just surviving. Because Joseph had 50, 20 vision. You intended to harm me, but God intended all of that mess for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And for the next few moments, we got to examine Joseph's life together. I want to share with you six 50-20 lessons during difficult seasons, six 50-20 vision lessons during difficult seasons because how you view things will determine how you do things. 50, 20, vision. Number one is this, attitude is everything. When you read Genesis chapter 50 and verse number 20, it oozes positivity. And yet what Joseph went through, there was nothing positive about it. He went through pain. He dealt with hatred. His brothers disliked him. They sold him. He was falsely accused, but Joseph kept a positive attitude. His outlook on life was positive. What came out of his mouth was positive. I believe this. If Joseph was alive today, I think he would tell us this. Hey, people's church, attitude is everything. And when you read through the life of Joseph, what he doesn't say is much louder than what he does say. What he doesn't say is much louder than what he, what, what he does say. Because Joseph, if you read his life, he doesn't complain. He doesn't grumble. He doesn't murmur. He, he doesn't fly off the handle because of the pain that he's going through. He doesn't whine. He doesn't lash out and hurt others. He doesn't cuss anyone out. No, 50-20 vision is about having the right attitude. Your attitude will determine your altitude. Your attitude matters more than you probably realize. Let me just teach you real quick. Let me teach you one key, one key to having a great attitude, one key to having a 50-20 attitude like Joseph. Here it goes in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take, here, here's, here it goes. 
we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You have to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Make all of your thoughts and all of your words line up with what God says in the Holy Word, the Bible. Yeah, what I'm telling you is sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Because just like you, I get crazy thoughts just like Joseph did. But you got to take those thoughts captive and just talk to yourself because sometimes you have to just say, self, you will not keep thinking those crazy thoughts. You have to say, self, I'm taking these thoughts captive. Self, you will not hurt any other person with your words. Self, you will not hurt yourself with your words. Self, you will not do that evil thing. Self, you will not be depressed another day. Self, you will not worry and have fear and go through life with fear. Fear, you got to take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. You say, Pastor, how do I make it obedient to Christ? Start letting God's word come out of your mouth, like Psalm 103 and verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Self, you're not going to bless the coronavirus and bless the problem and bless the issue. That's the problem with a lot of people. They don't have a good attitude because they're focused on the wrong thing. Quit blessing the coronavirus. Quit blessing your problem. And starts said, oh, soul, you will bless the Lord. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. You got to talk to yourself sometime and say, self, you're not going to complain. You're not going to murmur. You're not going to gripe. Self, rejoice in the Lord always. I will be happy. I will sing praises to God. Philippians chapter, excuse me, Psalms chapter 118 and verse 24 says, this is the day the Lord has made. Oh, yes, the coronavirus day. Oh, yes, the stock market down. Oh, yes, the economy crashing. But, oh, this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Sometimes you got to just say, self. You're not going to keep thinking those crazy thoughts. You will rejoice in this day. You will be glad in this day. You will have a positive attitude in this day. Attitude is everything. 50-20 vision. You got to choose a positive attitude. Number two is this. I want you to see this from the life of Joseph. No matter what, do the right thing. No matter what, do the right thing. If Joseph was here today, he would tell us no matter what, no matter the challenges, no matter the difficulties, no matter how hard life is, always do the right thing. 50-20 vision says, you know what? You intended to harm me, but God, but God, during difficult times, stay focused on God. While Joseph was living in the Egyptian master's home, and I told you a little earlier that he was falsely accused of a crime. It was by Potiphar's wife, the master, the leader's wife, and she accused him of trying to rape her. He was thrown into the prison. But before he was thrown into the prison, I want you to notice what Joseph says to this lady who's trying to have an affair with him as he is going through this difficult season in life. In Genesis 39 and verse 9, it says, no one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. Notice this. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin 
against God. Times were tough. Joseph is living in a foreign land as a slave. And yet he says, I will honor God. I cannot sin against God. I cannot compromise just because times are tough. 50-20 vision says, but God, I'm going through trouble, but God is still in control. 50-20 vision says, God will reward those who diligently seek him. How you view things will determine how you do things. And you have to realize in the middle of trouble, God is still in control. Honor God. Don't cheat on the numbers. Don't cheat on your taxes. Don't get into some emotional or physical affair. Don't go back to the bottle because times are hard. Don't, don't go back to the addiction because times are hard. Don't go back to your old friends who only want to pull you down anyways because times are hard. Listen, you're going through a tough time, but do the right things. Things may not be turning out the way that you want them to turn out, but do the right thing. It's always the right time to do the right thing thing 50 20 vision if you want to come out on the other side surviving the trials of life 50 20 vision do the right thing number three is this number three is this you gotta have let me let me get them for you you gotta have the right view on things number three pain is the pathway to the promise Pain is the pathway to the promise. Notice back in Genesis 50, verse number 20, he says to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God, you intended to harm me. Joseph said to his brothers that your intentions was to harm me. Your intentions were to try to destroy my future. But I want you to understand that his brothers did not have the power to destroy Joseph's future, but they did have the power to hurt him. And no doubt, Joseph went through unbelievable pain because of his brothers hating him, selling him, betraying him. But what I love about Joseph is he had 50-20 vision. He said, you tried to harm me, but God, God used the pain to bring about the promise. If it wasn't for his crazy brothers selling him, Joseph would have never ended up in Egypt where Sometime later, he became second in charge of Egypt. And Joseph woke up one day and he realized, I'm in this place right now because of my crazy brother sold me that the dream and the promise came to pass. The pain was the pathway to the promise. And the reality is we all go through pain. A lot of us are going through pain right now. We cried. We've been wounded. We've been through hard times. Life can just be hard. But I want you to realize that pain is the pathway to the promise. You can't get the promise without the pain. You got to hear me right now. You got to hear me. You cannot get the promise without the pain. Even our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ went through pain to get the promise, 
Let me remind you about Jesus. Jesus was forgotten by his family at the temple. You're talking about family pain and, and family drama. Judas, a dear friend of Jesus, betrayed him. Oh, he went through pain and betrayal just like you and I do. Peter cutting off a man's ear, causing Jesus other kind of problems. You know, you never have anybody cause you problems because they doing some goofy stuff. That was Peter in Jesus' life. You got Peter, James, and John sleeping on Jesus on his loneliness, darkest night in the Garden of Gethsemane. His fellas, his boys, his bros, his brothers won't even stay awake on his darkest night and pray with them. And then Peter turns around and denies knowing Jesus three times. I don't even know him. I don't even know him. You're talking about pain of our Savior, what he went through, and the very same crowd that moments earlier said, Hosanna, Hosanna, turned around and said, crucify him. Crucify him. Turned their back on Jesus. Jesus went through pain to get to the promise. And when it comes to pain, we want to rebuke it. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Get behind me, pain, in Jesus' name. We want to remove it. Get that pain out of my life. I want to do everything that I can to try to avoid pain. That's kind of our mindset when it comes to pain, to rebuke it, to remove it. But understand, God wants to use it. God wants you to learn how to steward pain well. You're not going to go through life without pain. Pain is part of how you receive the promise. So you got to learn to steward pain well. You got to learn to become a friend with your pain. Pain is to teach you, not to torment you. It's to direct you, not to deny you. It's to develop you, not to destroy you. Allow pain to make you better and not bitter. Make you stronger and not weaker. Make you grow closer to God and not away from God. Let pain propel you forward and not backwards. 50-20 vision realizes pain is a pathway to the promise. Number four is this. Number four, we've got to see 50-20 vision. How you view things will determine how you do things. Number four, forgive what hurt you, but, not, but don't forget what it taught you. Oh, I like that. Forgive what hurt you, but don't forget what it taught you. 50-20 vision forgives those who hurts them. Whenever we're hurt, if we have 50-20 vision, we forgive because we realize that God is in control of our life. And when you have 50-20 vision, you know what you'll do? You'll get hurt. You've been hurt. You'll be hurt again. You'll be hurt again. But you'll choose to forgive because you have 50-20 vision in the middle of the pain. And I want you to listen to what Joseph says to his brothers who are now scared of Joseph. Joseph is now second in charge of Egypt. His brothers show up. There's a famine in, a, in the land. There's a pandemic happening in their time. And, and his brothers show up because they're hungry and they need food to eat. And, and Joseph finally lets his brothers know that they didn't recognize him at first. They let them know, hey, I, yeah, I'm Joseph. And they're scared. They think Joseph is going to get even and retaliate because now Joseph has the power. And listen to what Joseph says, the very next verse. We're looking at Genesis 50, 20, 50, 20 vision. And in verse 21, it says this, so then don't be afraid. I will provide for you 
and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph forgave his brothers. You see, you have to forgive and learn from it. Learn from it. Don't lean on it. And a lot of people, they don't learn from their pain. They lean on their pain. They lean on the hurt. And when they just lean on the hurt, let it linger. They, they won't give it to God. They won't deal with it. They just keep leaning on it. They just keep letting the pain go through their mind and what that person did and what they said and how they hurt them and how they abused them and how they left, out, left them and how they walked out on them. And they let the pain, they just lean on the pain, and it turns into bitterness. And it turns into resentment. And it turns into anger. You know, forgiveness doesn't change the past, but it does change the future. It has that kind of power. And you have to learn to forgive 50-20 vision. You got to learn to forgive if you're going to thrive and come out on the other side of pain and pandemics, winning and thriving. You know, true forgiveness is when you say thank you for that experience. That's what Joseph was saying. Hey, guys, thank you for the experience. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for you knuckleheads <laughs> selling me into slavery. Thank you for the experience. You see, sometimes you have to let go of something in the past to get something better in the future. Learn from it. Don't lean on it. Number five is this. Number five is this. I, I got to give you this 50-20. This is helping somebody. Come on. Am I helping you today as I preach God's word? Come on, just fill up the chat line right now and just say, preach, master, preach. I'm trying to preach. I'm trying to preach. I'm in an empty room, but I'm fired up. I got a word for your life today. 50-20 vision. Number five is this. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Matter of fact, I can't wait to see some of you back in the building on May 31st because I, I, I'm not loving preaching to an empty room. But, man, I got something burning in my heart because I know the power of God's word. He's touching somebody today. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Let me look back at 50, Genesis 50, verse 20. He said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. Notice this, to accomplish what is now being done. God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done. You see, 5020 Vision understands that no matter what others do to you, if you will continue to choose the right attitude, if you will do the right thing, if you will steward painful seasons well, if you will forgive those who hurt you, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Fred Hammond sang it to us last week through when he ministered in song. And the Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's in your Bible. The weapon may form. And oftentimes they do form. And so the weapons formed, it's it's even coming against you and you're wondering why you're going through what you're going through and the pain or the job or, or the business that you own. Things are, are, are struggling some and employees are, are struggling and you're, you're, you're kind of going through the fire right now. But realize if you will continue to lean into God, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Here's kind of what's on my heart that I want you to know. I don't care what you're going through today. The dream can still happen. 
the dream can still happen. I look at Joseph at 17 years old having a dream from God Almighty and no doubt when his brothers wanted to kill him and then sold him into slavery, thoughts can begin to go through your mind. Will the dream still happen? I'm a slave in Potiphar's house and now I've been falsely accused of a crime. I'm in the prison right now for a crime I did not commit. Can the dream still happen? Now I've been forgotten about in the prison. Nobody even knows that I'm here. I've done nothing wrong. Can the dream still happen? If you will have 50-20 vision, I don't care what they did. I don't care how they lied on you. I don't care how they cheated you. I don't care how they walked out on you. I don't care how they betrayed you. I don't care how they talked about you. God can bring the dream to pass. That's the kind of God we serve. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Lean on God in this time. Trust God in this time. Walk with God in this time. Number six in this, this. Number six, number six. It's all about saving lives. It's all about saving lives. I'm talking to you about 50-20 vision. He goes on to say in Genesis 50 verse 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives. The saving of many lives. You know, during this quarantine, my family and I, we've been gathering around the dining room table a lot more because the kids don't have all the activities and they're not as busy and the evenings are not as busy with practices and ball games. And so we've been eating dinner around the table and my wife has been making some phenomenal meals. We've been eating good. She's been making homemade bread. Oh, come on somebody. Homemade bread hot out the oven with that butter. Come on, I'll slap butter on both sides of it. We've been eating dinner and great meals as a family. And, and just a week or two ago, we were having a family dinner. And, and I looked over at one of, my, one of my children. They had food left on their plate quite a bit. So I said, hey, don't get so much food at one time. Don't waste this food. Don't, <laughs> Listen, you know, we got this homemade food. Don't be wasting the food your mama's making for us. Then I glanced over and talked to another child, and they were done eating, and they had food on their plate. I'm like, hey, stop wasting the food. And, that, of course, they had reasons why I didn't like this part of it. I didn't. But I'm just like, hey, well, get, just get a little bit of it. Don't waste it. Let me tell you something about your God. God doesn't waste anything. I know you think, man, I can't believe I went through the pain. It set me back. God doesn't waste anything. God doesn't waste one tear you cry. God doesn't waste the heartache. God doesn't waste the trauma. God won't waste the abuse you went through. God won't waste how your business started to decline and you're wondering how can you pay all of your employees. God won't waste how you're dealing with your workplace and wondering will I get the coronavirus. God won't waste anything. You know what God wants to do? Listen to me. God wants to use all of your pain and all of your heartache and all of your tears and all of your worry and all of your fear. And he wants to take all of it and use it for your good to save many lives. 
Say, Pastor, what are you saying to me? I'm saying if you've been through a broken relationship, God wants to use what you went through to help somebody else's life out. Did you realize God wants to take your misery and turn it into a ministry? That's the kind of God we serve. Maybe you've been lonely and abused and God wants to take your loneliness. He wants to take abuse and he wants you to turn around and to help somebody else out. God wants to take you losing your job and the pain and, and yet you turned around and recovered from the job loss and God wants you to now take that and help somebody else out who's struggling in their career. Your, your business was struggling and at one point and you were wondering how you were going to pay the bills and, and yet now God turns your company around and your company is thriving. Oh, God didn't do all that just for you. He wants you to turn back around and to save many lives. Oh, pastor, I went through the most hurtful divorce. I can't believe, I don't even like to talk about the divorce I went through. It's so hurtful and painful. Oh, let me tell you, God wants to take all of that pain and he wants you to turn around and use it and to help someone else out. You see, whatever you've been through, that's your ministry. Would you start a small group? Would you start gathering some people and meeting and and sharing the word of God with, with them and growing together about your pain and your experiences. With, you say, Pastor, I'm not comfortable right now meeting with some folks. Well, we'll start a Zoom group and, and see each other via Zoom or FaceTime. I'm saying take your pain and realize God wants to use it to help somebody else out. And Joseph said, listen to me, 50-20 vision. Yes, you intended to harm me, but God intended for what's happening right now to accomplish all the good, the saving of many lives. Would you let God use your misery and turn it into a ministry? That's 50-20 vision. You're going to come out on the other side thriving and not just surviving when you realize God's going to use it for your good to save other people. Heavenly Father, thanks for your word today. Oh, I thank you for speaking right now. I thank you for ministering to hearts right now. God, I thank you for drawing near, and I thank you that you're giving us a new perspective on our pain. You're giving us a new perspective on the season that we're going through. You're helping us to understand there's good news in the middle 